the, the one key takeout that everybody needs to get from change is people actually don't mind change. What they have a problem with is ambiguous change, change they don't understand. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. It's, it's um, an analogy I always draw. Never has my wife ever come back from the shopping mall and she's been to Zara and said, Zara's on sale, I'm really annoyed. Okay? <laughs> but that's change. That's change, but that's good change. It's change she understands. Now, the issue that we have in workplaces is change will always be going on. So we, we work in a volatile, uh, ambiguous, uncertain, complex world. You know, things are moving all the time. The internet sped everything up. So if there's one thing we're guaranteed, and we, we, we saw this from COVID, is change. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. I'm going to use a bad word. I, I try not to cost too much on the podcast, but I'm going to say it. Uh, the world has been a shit show over the past year and a half. And the reality is that even though COVID has been such an extreme, devastating, chaotic situation, we went through change before that. And we are going to go through even more change, maybe even more rapidly than in the past 18 months ahead of us. Because, well, digital transformation and the many other things happening in the world are forcing us to adapt uh, and change really quickly to, well, you know, to continue to remain relevant and operate in this new chaotic world. So this idea of change management, which now should be called chaos management, is it's, uh, it's, it's becoming much more important for all of us in the workplace and humans to be able to cope with, and especially for those that have some level of uh, leadership in their organizations. And I believe HR has the capacity and the potential to become a trailblazer that is leading organizations and people through times of chaos, through times of fast-paced change and transformation. And uh, I was talking with my guest today uh, offline before starting the podcast. And one of the things that we that we said was that, you know, we would love for people in organizations to come to HR because they love to come to HR for advice, for guidance, for leadership, and not because they are, there's an administration or, or process to run from the HR perspective. So how do we do that in the context of chaos and change management? And today we're going to be talking with somebody who has been in the, in the midst of chaos and change management in different sectors, such as business transformation, e-commerce development, opening new markets, merging and acquisitions, business startups, and whatnot. So Dominic, welcome to the show. How are you, man? Hi, I'm very good. Thank you very much. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And I am excited about this conversation because in your career as a business leader who happened to work in the people space, you've been through you know, some significant uh, changes uh, and, and significant change management. What have you learned out of all this craziness that has been going on in the world with, you know, uh, all the background that you bring in change management? Sure. I think the, the, the one key takeout that everybody needs to get from change is people actually don't mind change. What they have a problem with is ambiguous change, change they don't understand. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. It's, it's um, an analogy I always draw. Never has my wife ever come back from the shopping mall and she's been to Zara and said, Zara's on sale, I'm really annoyed. Okay? <laughs> but that's change. That's change, but that's good change. It's change she understands. Now, 
the issue that we have in workplaces is change will always be going on. So we, we work in a volatile, uh, ambiguous, uncertain, complex world. You know, things are moving all the time. The internet sped everything up. So if there's one thing we're guaranteed, and we, we saw this from COVID, is change. It's how we communicate that to our employees because all people really want to know is what's in it for me. Good change, everybody likes. So I'll give you an example. If, if you still did annual pay reviews, that's change, but it's good change and people understand hopefully why that's being done. It's when you put change on people and A, they're unclear uh, what it's about and, and, and B, often when they're not included in it as well, that becomes a huge issue as well. So this is about uh, people's, and if I put it to you this way, is, is a good measure of changes. People don't have to like it as long as they understand it because businesses have to merge. Sometimes they get smaller, there's different things they do. And as long as we're treating people well and fairly uh, and, and, and equities there, it, it's not an issue, but that change will still have to happen. Yeah. But it's as long as people understand it. And I think that's the biggest issue. I, I love that you're saying that uh, because one of the things that has happened over the past 18 months is a lot of business decisions to adapt to these new times. And you know, in all the conversations that I've had, what, what has emerged is this idea that, like what you said before, People don't necessarily have to agree with the changes. They don't have to like them. But if there's a strong rationale to explain why those changes are happening and what they need to happen. And, and, and Enrique, that's the key thing is, is the rationale because I, I don't know what it is about, you know, whether you want to call it the human condition, but how the brain's put together. We are hardwired uh, to look at everything and ask, is it fair? What does it mean for me? It's just whether it's pay, whether it's benefits, whether someone else gets a promotion. We're hardwired to ask the question to say, is it fair? So when that change comes in, that's the first thing that's going to happen is, how is it going to affect me? And people will accept difficult change as long as it's explained. It's ambiguous change that people have the difficulty with. Yeah. Uh, let, let me ask you this. Uh, I, I, want to, I want to bring the, the concept of change to an extreme pressure. And what I mean by that is what I talked about before, chaos. Uh, you know, the, the, the shelf life of a Fortune 500 companies when, the, when it was founded in the 1955 uh, year, it was 50 years long. Now it's something along the lines of 10 years. So yeah. this is, this, it's just mind boggling to even think about it, to even think about companies that will not be in the top, you know, 500 in the next 10 years. So that means that change is happening way faster than it ever did before. But people still like to have some anchors in life, but those anchors are being moved around all the time. Yes. So how, how can we, you know, perhaps instill in people the idea that, that change is the new rule of the game and change will happen faster than it ever did before? How can we, is that even doable? Yeah, it, it is. And I think it will depend on your culture. And what I've seen in the past is if you're in an organization where, I, I, I mean, I know this is a nice to talk about and not everybody's the same, but in an organization which has something where you've got what I would call psychological safety at some level. So you know that the leadership teams will be making the right decisions. So for example, if I know I, I potentially could be made, I, I don't know what you call it in the States, in, in, in the UK, we call it being made redundant. So if I know I'm going to be made redundant, getting fired, <laughs> no, there will be consultation. Yeah. There will be fairness. I will be financially looked after. You know, there'll be support afterwards. Yeah. I'm not going to be as worried about the change. Yeah. So if I know I'm in a, now, if, if uh, we all know that most organizations are run 
by the stories that we tell each other. So yeah. if I could control gossip, I would, I would control entire organizations in two minutes. So the stories that people are telling each other at work are the ones that will build the psychological safety. And then it comes down to, I suppose, in a way, you'll end up, you'll, you'll get what you paid for or you'll reap what you sow. Because if you've not been fair with people or you've made poor decisions in the past, that will come back to haunt you. Now, if you've been in an organization that has consulted, uh, allowed people to input, treated people fairly, those internal stories that are being told will not make people worried about their, their potential future. And the other thing as well is, I mean, um, I, don't, I don't know how this will uh, translate into, should I call it American English, is, is, is we say two and two makes 22 sometimes. And if you don't tell people what's going on and, and you know, people will gather bits of information around an organization uh, and build something that they believe is going to happen. So it is about thinking about the decisions you make all the time and the culture you have and being transparent and open with decisions. And then when you've made them, following through with it. So if you, if you make promises on packages or outsourcing or helping people, make sure you go and do that. Now, that will not give you, it's not a magic wand now to say you're not gonna have any issues and people aren't gonna yeah. take you to court and it's not gonna. However, there's probably a 95% probability that you've eliminated most of those issues. Yeah, I, I, I love that you say that uh, because one, one thing that I very often tell HR people is you are bound by, like all, all of us are, you know, by rules, legislation, regulations and whatnot, but there's so much more that we can do within those rules than we actually end up doing. Yeah. And, 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 and the wor I think the worst thing is, is to take the minimum because those are the rules. Yeah, correct, you yeah. Have to ask yourself, you have to ask yourself is, okay, this is my organization and, and, and these, these people are my brand. Yeah. So as, as they walk out of there, you know, they're going to tell stories and, 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 you know, we have, we have everything online, whether it's a post on LinkedIn or yeah. what people want to write on Glassdoor or indeed they could savage you if they wish. Now they will only go and do that if you treat them really, really badly where, you know, you shouldn't be just saying to the CEO, oh, that's the minimum. You have to say, what should we be doing? That's right for our people. So they, they carry on talking about is in the right way afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. And, and, and hopefully we, we, we do way more than just the minimum, right? That is, uh, you know, right. set up yeah, by, yeah. by these regulations and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, how do we, based on the fact that change is the new rule of the game and change is chaotic and is fast-paced, how do we sort of set up the foundations for a culture where, uh, you know, being afraid of change is acceptable, where, uh, you know, being open to changing course as you manage change is acceptable. How do we put on, put, put up the foundations for a culture where people can be people and can be humans through periods of change? Sure. So th th there's a number of things and, and it's kind of throwing in the bin what we did in the past. Um, so, so the first one is, is, is kind of, I know again, these are big throwaway statements that you can make, but you know, if you're in an enormously hierarchical organization where you've employed adults, but you don't treat them like adults and you don't allow them to make decisions, pass that down so people can, you know, if you move away from these big layers, because when change kicks in and you've got to be fast, you know, having 20 layers for sign off, you're not going to move quickly. It, yeah. it, it's not going to work at all. Um, and the next one is, if you think now of, of organizations where, I mean, if, if you think of how we communicate these days, so 
if someone would have said to me, I can send, I can send documents out on, on, on WhatsApp to people uh, and will people go and do that? I think that would be absolutely crazy. But you think of our, our digital experience now that we have, every organization should have a, a communications platform that's integral to your DNA. It could be Google Currents, which we use, or, or, or Workplace, Slack, whatever it is. But you've got to have real-time communication on there and you've got to craft it in a way that works during the change. So updating people on what's going on, but more importantly, celebrating success, um, showing the good things that come out of the change. But you've got to have something that's interactive in both ways and, and be sharing good stories. Because if there's one thing that we're guaranteed, it's change. And it's, it's never going to go away. It's just how we manage it, how we communicate it, and how we embed it uh, into, into an organization. But, you know, a great communication system and devolving authority is a start. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and in addition to that, having this real-time communication help the, uh, helps the organization tap into the collective intelligence of everybody uh, of the, in the organization to, uh, you know, to share ideas, questions, challenges. And, and yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's the, you've, yeah. you've hit that perfectly. The beauty is, I mean, go back 30 years, there was the memo, right? Yeah. So you typed it on, you stuck it on a, a cork notice board and that was it. The CEO now has an opportunity to perhaps create a video explaining what's going on. Uh, the, there could be a town hall, but it's the two-way communication. And, yeah. and what we have now is generations of people in the workplace who are used to having a voice. Yeah. They can comment on everything. If we're not bringing that back into the workplace, then that's not an environment that's going to engage people. So yeah. people want to have a platform where they can say, well, why is this going on? What does it mean for me? And have access to the decision makers. Yeah. And, and, and that's what a great platform, internal communication platform can do. But as you say, it needs to be both ways. Yeah, and, and, there, and there, there, there is actually an expectation now that that kind of communication happens in the workplace. Because like you said before, now me as a consumer, I can go to, Amazon, Airbnb, Uber, like all of these platforms and provide basically immediate feedback on anything about those platforms. So then I go back to my workplace and I'm thinking, exactly. I want exactly. the same. Take, I want the same. And it's now part of, of, of our daily lives. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and yet we've got to have that in, 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 in the workplace. And, yeah. you know, I, I've, I've had this from, from people over the years where people have said to me, oh, have you, have you got controls on this? And I say, why, why would I want to have controls? They say, what if someone writes something bad? Yeah. If we have a culture where we're that worried that someone will write something bad, it's the culture that needs fixing. Yeah. It's not putting in a new platform. Yeah. yeah um, we should be, and also as well as if we're making people angry enough to be writing stuff online about us, yeah. then we need <laughs> to be thinking about what we're actually doing to people if they just can't have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Dominicus or Dom, by the way, don't call him Dominic hey, unless you are upset. I, I, we, we, we said this at the beginning. <laughs> and, unless you're upset, don't call him Dominic. You call him Dom. Um, Dom, uh, as we get closer to wrapping up our conversation, I want to ask you one, one more question. In the context of all that we just talked about, if there was one thing that HR can start doing today to shape that culture, to, of two-way communication, psychological safety, change management, openness, but also trust and, and, and transparency. If there was one place, one thing that HR can start doing right now, what would that be? The, the, the issue that we often have is 
we, we don't talk the language of the business. And that's why we don't get taken seriously. So the, the first thing for me is I need to be asking, what's my business's value chain? How do we add value as a business? And then my next question is, how do I support that? Whether it's, you know, I, I work for this amazing company, but we sell phones and accessories. So my job is to ask myself, how do we help the business sell more of those? Yeah. Okay, that's the first bit. Now, once the business can see that you understand what they need and what they do, you're going to get more buy-in about going to talk about different things. If you're going to talk to a, a COO or a CCO is exceedingly busy trying to meet their targets and you're talking about things that are not helping them focus on their role, then it's going to be difficult to be taken seriously. But get those things done first, do them well, and then you'll have the credibility to go back and say, listen, at the end of the day, no strategy can be achieved without the right people in place. So yeah. this is what I want to do around talent. We all know that a great culture engages people and drives discretionary effort to sell more. This is what I think we should be doing. And then working with them to see how they measure it, because um, it's, it, if they're more successful, uh, then they're going to take you more seriously. So actually, I was just thinking that it goes back to that very, very cheesy Jerry Maguire, help me to help you. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, Dom, thank you so much for sharing your insights with me and with the community. It's been a pleasure to have you today in the show. Enrique, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR Podcast. I will see you all soon. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.